Ooh, I've been dying to try this place. Oh my god, me too. I've heard such good things about it. Welcome to the Crime Diner. I'm Cindy. I'll be cooking for you this evening. Here are your menus. Oh, what are you thinking about getting? I don't know. Murder with a side of cannibalism? What about you? Ooh, that sounds good. I'm torn between historical mayhem and the social injustice, maybe? Oh. I just want to let you know that each episode comes with dinner, dessert, and a specialty drink chosen by yours truly. Wine Dine Storytime has had a makeover, and we invite you to slide into the booth with us at the Crime Diner, where each week we will discuss a crime over dinner, drinks, and dessert. See you there! gem of a film now wasn't it cue the music you're only given a little spark of madness followed mr carpenter what he saw couldn't have been a dream it was too real but it couldn't have been true either it was too deliciously frightful Frank got yesterday old times are only good when you've had them that after night all alone daddy's all pent up let's freak you're the rational thought everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Why, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Film Spark podcast. I'm your host, Ebony, and this week we are discussing the Monster Squad. I'd just like to start this off by apologizing if I stop talking or sound really weird. I, uh, <laughs> I had a tooth pulled out just last night, so not even 24 hours ago. So if I sound weird you know why (laughs) the 1987 classic monster squad is about five youngsters who find themselves up against the combined might of dracula the mummy the gill man or creature from the black lagoon and frankenstein's monster who arrive in town in search of a magic amulet um i'm going to start this off by saying that i had never seen this quite honestly i had never even heard of it until i'd started um talking to other podcasters on twitter I started that like a year ago, so <laughs> this is very new to me. So I don't have any nostalgia with it. There's nothing, you know, no connection prior like a lot of other people have. In saying that, <laughs> in saying that, I thoroughly enjoyed this. <laughs> I had a feeling that this to me was going to be like people under the stairs in relation to I watched that as an adult for the first time and hated it. <laughs> 
spoiler alert, I don't like people under the stairs. <laughs> I thought it was boring. It just didn't, I had no connection. And I thought I was going to have the same situation with this because a lot of people have that nostalgia with it because it's, you know, 87, it's the Monster Squad, it's almost like that Goonies-esque feel, you know. And I got to say, I still thoroughly enjoyed this. I thought this was a lot of fun. I love the idea of the different uh, horror characters coming together. I love the idea that Frankenstein's monster has this lovely little loving relationship with um, the little girl. Oh my God, what is her name? What is her name? It is, I'm probably going to absolutely destroy this. He has that relationship with... Phoebe, that's the one. <laughs> um, I love the banter between the kids. I love, um, it's just, it's just silly. It's just a whole lot of silliness and I love it. It's very 80s. It's very, um, you know, band of kids coming together and a lot of uh, comedic parts the whole time. For some reason, I had the Monster Mash song stuck in my head while watching this, <laughs> which I mean, makes sense with monsters, but it's not in the show or the film from what I recall. So that was that. <laughs> but the connection that the kids have and the imagination that these kids have, like the fact that they've banded together to create this little, you know, club for misfits and outcasts called the Monster Squad, because they're going to go against monsters one day. <laughs> They have this love of horror films and monsters and how to kill them and the process. And it just reminds me a lot of myself when I was younger. Like I've said in other episodes, I've also brought this up in Nuggies. If you guys don't know, I have two other podcasts now and Sweet and Sour Nuggies is a mental health one. And I've brought this up a few times where I had a very vivid imagination growing up um, because I like to take myself out of scenarios and picture myself elsewhere. And I sort of feel like this movie does that. It sort of brings back that imagination that we had as a kid. The idea that we can just be anywhere and do anything. And one day a monster is going to come up and we're going to have to kill it with a silver bullet. And we're the ones that are going to save the world. And that's what this, this movie does. It brings back that childlike wonder. And I loved every minute of it. Like, do I think it's a five out of five film? Absolutely not. But... It's fun. And I feel like it's the sort of film that you can show your kids and then they can show their kids and they can show their kids. Like, okay, sure, it's not going to hold up forever because film doesn't do that. But the kids will still have that connection with it. They want to be one of the kids. They want to be part of the squad. They want to, you know, have that back and forth banter between the kids, that awkward relationship they have with their parents, which, okay, now we're going on to the parents. <laughs> um, what the fuck? Because Sean and Phoebe's parents share a bit too much, okay? Sean looks about eight, maybe, nine, maybe ten pushing. And then he's got his sister Phoebe who looks about six or seven. And here's their dad telling Sean about how he's going to marriage counselling with his mum. Like, what? <laughs> You're like, oh, someone has to look after your sister, so you have to stay here. And first of all, that alone shows the difference society was back then to now because no one in their right mind would leave like an 11, 10-year-old with their younger sister at babysitting. Not saying that they shouldn't. I personally did that in the 90s, being the older sister to my sister, but or early 2000s. But um, 
Yeah, there was no babysitter. He was the babysitter. But anyway, the kid goes, why do I need a babysitter? Where are you going? And the dad's just like, oh, yeah, go to marriage counselling. And the kid's just like, again, (laughs) why are you telling your infant, well, not infant, but, you know, really young children that you're going to marriage counselling? They don't need to know that. Not in the slightest do they need to know that. (laughs) They shouldn't even know what marriage counselling is. And Sean's walking around like as if, He's the one counselling the parents. Like, what is this? But the references throughout the film is also a lot of fun. You know, they reference different horror movies. And then you obviously you've got the classic characters like Dracula, Creature from the Black Lagoon, uh, the Mummy, Wolfman. Um, you know, these classic characters. And it's just a lot of fun. There's a lot of one-liners. I mean, Wolf, I think is it Wolf, Wolfman's got nards because <laughs> he kicks him in the balls. Like, it's just... It's, it's a really fun family film. And honestly, I miss that. I don't watch a lot of films these days that are family friendly. And the ones that I do, I don't end up liking. Like newer age family friendly films aren't that interesting to me anymore like they used to be. Like for me personally, Disney's gone way downhill. Way downhill. Like half of their animated films now are just absolute pure shit. And I know a lot of people don't agree with me. But I'm not a fucking adult Disney obsessor. That is not my thing. I never have been. I like films, but I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh my God, I'm busy. I'm going to dress up as a character and walk away. No, I'm the other side of weird. I'm dressing up as Freddy Krueger and walking away. And the Disney people are going, what the fuck are you doing? So (laughs) it's either or. But um, I think the main thing to take away from this film being in 1987 is the effects like it is very 80s there's some serious cgi issues in this film but overall 90 percent of the film is fantastic you know practical and cgi the effects are just a lot of fun the story is a lot of fun it's definitely a film that i'd be happy to show an adult and a child now Like, I have a few friends in mind that I think that would absolutely love this film now as adults who I know haven't seen it beforehand. And I love that. There's not a lot of films that you can say that about these days. A lot of the films now aren't going to age well at all. At all. They're not going to hold up. It's going to be very, a lot of references and one-liners aren't going to hold up because they just don't. And unfortunately, that's just how film works. You're not always going to have every film lasting the you know the, till the end of time but this this is going to be close I think this is a lot of fun I think even later down the track when people are going to be like oh it's not going to hold up because of the CGI or the one-liners or the characters or the acting I think you can still take something away from it regardless the acting by all of the kids is fantastic but especially Phoebe Phoebe holds a little place in my heart now. <laughs> the little, however old she is, six, seven-year-old little girl who just wants to be part of the club, you know, annoying the big brother, wants to be involved. And in the end, she's she's the one who saves the day. Like, she's so cute, holds a really small spot in my heart and becomes best friends with Frankenstein's monster. Like, come on, too good. But then I was also reading on this about the reception it received back in 87. And it seems like it had a very mixed reception. It seems like more people talk about it now as a nostalgia kick than they did thinking it was a fantastic film back in the day, unless you were a kid. Because I saw that this had a a 15 
rating or a 15 plus rating because of one particular joke um, and a long running joke throughout the film. Um, Because, you know, in, in most circumstances, when it comes to these sorts of films and you need to kill something, you need a virgin to be able to read the spell or whatever you want to call it to get, you know, to fuck them off. And the long running gag is this one girl in the town isn't one, but then she says she is one. And then she goes on to say, you know, that one time doesn't count. (laughs) We all know that one time definitely does count. But because of that one gag that's going to go over so many kids' heads and would have gone over a lot of heads back in the day, this movie went from PG to 15 plus. And I think that's really sad because I think if it had that PG rating, I think it would have appealed to more. Because I feel like it appealed to the wrong crowd by giving it that 15 plus. I think people expected more out of it because it had that 15 plus. And it's really quite sad because I think this deserves a lot more. I think it deserved a lot more hype back when it first aired than what it got. I think now it has a lot of hype. I think it has that cult following. I think a lot of now adults, you know, they've got that nostalgia kick to it. But unfortunately, not as many do as they could have because not a lot of people saw it because of that rating they expected and wanted more or they saw it and told everyone it was shit because it's not you know it doesn't have as much in it as you thought it would but take that out of it the story is really fun the story is really good the acting is really well done especially by all the kids um I saw someone the other day describe this as the adult goonies and that's exactly what it is that's exactly what it is it's got that vibe of the Goonies, it's good, you know, they've got the kids and whatever else, but there's those few adult jokes and the few adult references sprinkled throughout that it just, you know, notches it up one. But in the end, I think this is definitely a film that's going to hold up. Um, I'd say, I'd probably say Wolfman was my favourite. The way he transitions into being Wolfman from human is hilarious to me. And he tried so hard to warn everyone. Actually, that's another thing. (laughs) At the start of this film, he goes into the police, um, oh my God, the station, the police station, mental blank. He goes into the police station, is warning everyone. And he's like, I'm going to hurt people, lock me up. And they don't do anything. Like, even if you don't believe him, all he's asking is to shove him in a fucking cell and walk away. And they don't do that. They sort of just, leave him to yell and then they're calling him crazy and then he actually transforms and then it's like you had one job just lock him up (laughs) lock him away so there are definitely a few situations in this film where I'm like you guys could have done better (laughs) you knew better you could have done better a lot could have changed but you know you get that with every film in the end I thoroughly enjoyed this film I think this is definitely going to be one I can rewatch. love the acting love the ridiculousness of the CGI Absolutely adore the monsters. Dracula's, he just comes across as a diva. He comes across as like, I'm so much better than you. And it's not like a creepy Dracula. It's almost like a very fabulous Dracula. Like this Dracula's got some shit to do and he's here to do it. And there's no one that can tell him otherwise. Like (laughs) that's what's going on here. I feel like they could have done more with Creature from the Black Lagoon. Um, He's not really there. He just sort of appears now and then, but there's nothing to him where I feel like the other characters have a lot more to say and a lot more going on. Obviously Frankenstein, 
in relation to Sweethearts, he's the best. I prefer Wolfman because I think he's more comedic and I think there's a lot more that goes on with him. But in relation to just an overall good character, Frankenstein's monster definitely holds up. But, um, yeah, I, I don't think there's much more I can say about this film. I really enjoyed it. Phoebe's my fave. Like, we're homegirls now. <laughs> um, I highly recommend this if you haven't seen it. Just, just at least, just at least tick it off the bucket list. Okay. Like, you know, those hundred films you've got sitting around and you're like, I need to watch at least one of these films to get this list shorter. This is that film. Tick this film off, sit down, chillax, have a drink, have some popcorn, maybe a few friends over, shove this on, laugh your ass off and then do what I do and put on the goriest fucking thing you can think of possible straight after (laughs) and have a night with it. But overall, I'm giving this three and a half out of five. You probably thought with the way I was talking, I might give it a bit higher, but it is 87. The CGI is not the best. A few changes I would have made. Parents are fucking weird. Like it's all there is to it. I don't think it's a perfect film. I just think it's a fun film. So I'm going to give this three and a half stars. Um, Highly recommend to at least watch it once. And with that being said, it's short and sweet, but thank you so much for listening. And you'll hear from me next week when speaking of Wolfman, (laughs) we do, oh my God, is it Midnight Werewolf? Werewolf by Midnight. Oh my God, I'm such a horrible host of a film review, (laughs) film review podcast and I can't even remember the names of the films. Whatever werewolf film that just came out that's part of the MCU universe, surprisingly, I'm actually doing one. That's what we're doing next because <laughs> I've gone mental blank. So with that being said, I hope you guys have a fantastic weekend, a fantastic day. Take care of one another and you'll hear from me in a week. Thanks, guys. You were just listening to the Film Spark podcast for all your film needs and more. Like what you heard? Give us a shot. Follow us on Spotify, Apple, Good Pods and more or follow the socials at film underscore spark underscore pod. You know what? Just follow us on everything. Check out the link tree. Linktr.ee forward slash film spark pod. Find us, follow us, give us a shout. We always want to hear from you. You still here? It's over. Go home. Go.